New ideas and new technology are causing seismic shifts in the media industry. Where are we headed? What does it mean? Keep listening. Media strategist Gabriella Mirabelli talks with the brightest minds in entertainment and business. Meet the innovators, the risk takers, and the disruptors on the front lines of change from Hollywood, Wall Street, Silicon Valley, and beyond. The future is coming to a screen near you. Are you ready? This is the Up Next podcast with Gabriella Mirabelli. Welcome to Up Next. I'm your host, Gabriella Mirabelli. My guest today is Alyssa Gelbard. She's the founder and CEO of Point Road Group, a unique branding firm that helps companies make better brand impressions through their people. She's a personal brand expert, leading a talented team that advises diverse companies, executives, and board directors to drive business success. She's joining me today for the first in a series of four interviews related to job searches and career management. Today, we're taking a deep dive into networking. Thank you so much for joining us today. I'm excited to be here again with you, Gabriella. I'm really excited to take a deep dive into networking. People know they need to do it, but what it is, I actually don't think people really understand. So let's be really down and dirty. When you're networking, what are you doing? It's really simple. You're building relationships, whether it's a brand new relationship, someone you're just meeting for the first time, you are maybe someone you met once or very briefly, or you don't know well, you're developing, taking that relationship to the next level. You're reinforcing a relationship you already have. And it's with people you work with. It's people who are outside of your company. It's it's everyone. Well, I think that in different scenarios, it looks a little different. And I'm yeah. not sure that people actually understand what it looks like in the different scenarios or what the expectations are. So I'm going to give you some scenarios and sure. you give me some feedback. I've met someone at a live event. I've, I've never known them before. It's the coffee machine. How, how do I actually, is it just a bump in hello or can I start building a network right there? So someone you meet at an event? Sure. Yeah. I mean, you, well, you're presumably you've already, you mean you've already had the conversation with them, the initial chit chat. So What's the next level? Well, right. it depends on actually how that conversation goes, because sometimes you hit it off with someone immediately, or you find out that you have, you can help each other professionally or people in common, or you're working on a similar client or for whatever reason, where you have a commonality where you're already kind of, you skip the small stuff and you're kind of getting into it already. Mm. Uh, because then in that scenario, it might be your next step is to actually spend time having a more in-depth conversation, maybe say, oh, we should grab lunch or let's set up a time to speak further about this. And so it could be that. The next step could also be, I mean, with I think with everybody, it should be if somebody you meet that you want to build a relationship with, you should, of course, connect with them on LinkedIn. And the way to stand out for that is send a personalized connection request, telling the person you enjoyed meeting them and where you met them, et cetera, not just sending that random one with nothing personal. If it's somebody where you're not really sure you met them, you'd like to get to know them, you didn't get a chance to get into further conversation, but you would like to, then you can connect on LinkedIn or you can send an email and then ask to have that next conversation. Perhaps it's even not quite at that level yet, but you just kind of want to stay on the radar. So maybe you connect and maybe like something or comment on something that they post on LinkedIn. It's a way to stay visible. So I think there's different degrees depending on how the conversation goes. Well, okay. Let's say we're in the LinkedIn universe. Mm -hmm. Send an invite there. 
too. You try to personalize it through their connections. I, I mean, often it comes through, I see we have people in common. I thought we'd connect. But then uh, how do you move it beyond? No, I mean, don't that, do that. that. Don't, don't no, do that. Okay. Just, well, I shouldn't say don't do that. Wait, wait, wait. Let me clarify that. <laughs> Yes, that's a great way, but that's so generic. Who in common or people who work in the, at a certain company, you know, get a little more specific. I get connection requests all like that. I'm like, yeah, of course we know people in common at this point. It's LinkedIn. The likelihood is we're going to know people in common. One thing I like is, let's say we have 50 connection, common connections or a hundred common, then that, that's, then I feel like that you could say, but say more than just we know people in common. Because, okay, well, so you've said you know people in common. What's next? Well, I think it's also understanding what are you, what's your purpose right now? Why? I mean, we should always be networking regardless of our situation, but what's driving it? Are you thinking about a job search? Are you in a more business development sales role where you're looking for potential leads for business? Are you trying to gain kind of market knowledge or, or insight for a specific reason. What's the, what's the driver behind it? I think that can really help with that, what you say and what you do. And that also leads to another question. So you are goal-oriented, but as the receiver of communication, having super goal-oriented communication doesn't always land particularly well, you know? Well, sales oriented, especially. Well, yeah, you <laughs> know, can we connect and boom, have I got a deal for you? You know, uh, that, right? Uh, so, so that's horrible. And right. we all know it's horrible and yet it keeps happening. So let's say I am a B2B salesperson. I have maybe a hundred people who, gosh, I would love to connect with them. And I think I have a product that would be great for them. But how do I get it? How do I get there? How do I network properly without being annoying, icky salesperson? Do you mean on LinkedIn or in person? LinkedIn, because work has really changed a lot since the pandemic and a lot is happening digitally. People aren't necessarily going to the different cities that they used to go to. So there's a lot leaning into digital life. So I hate when people connect with me and immediately try to sell me something. So I'm not unusual in that regard. When is the right time to ask for things? Or should you never ask? What's the right process there? Well, I would say the wrong process is to do what you what you alluded to, which is reach out and just try to sell somebody something. Because that's not, you should not, if you're going to do that, if you're going to do that, it shouldn't be as part of a connection request. That should be a separate message. That's why they have in-mail and things like that. I think when you're connecting with someone, the likelihood that they're going to connect now is slim, well, much smaller, I would say. But I think it's all about building a relationship with someone first or understanding, hey, you have expertise that could be helpful to them. Maybe, you know, somebody in common. I mean, I think, okay, so if you're really going to be strategic about it and you have these hundred people and you're looking at, you know, person number one, okay, do you know people who work at that company? Do you know people who used to work at that company? Do you know people who do business with that company? Is there some way you can get a personal introduction or someone who could say, hey, you know, Gabriella mentioned I should reach out to you, or maybe you send an introduction that, you know, that, that situation depends, but always go for the personal, you know, the commonality that, that personal introduction, if you can, because that already kind of, it, it gives you a little bit more credibility. It means that, so, you know, slightly vetted, I think. So what's the etiquette though, of asking for an introduction? Do I just ask you? What is the etiquette on that? How does that work? What if you don't want to give it to me? Right. Well, first of all, I would say, 
if you're going to reach out to me to ask me if you and I hadn't been in touch in three years, that reach out, the, the, then the chances of my doing something like that are much smaller. But if you and I have been in touch and you say, hey, I see you're connected to Joe, whomever, and I think they'd be a great potential customer. I'm trying to meet some folks in there. And if I, depending, maybe I know Joe, maybe I don't, maybe we're just connected on the surface. But if it's somebody like you, where you and I have been in touch and you ask, I would say either, sure, I am happy to introduce you. I've known Joe for however long, or I might say, look, I don't know Joe very well, but we've met a few times. He'll know who I am. Feel free to mention that I suggested that you reach out. Or I might say, I don't really know Joe very well. We met once a few years ago and it's not, be, good, right? it's not a good, but I'm, when people do ask me, I'm very honest about that. So what's interesting there is you said, if you've been in touch, if I'd been in touch with you, which goes to an earlier comment you made about never not networking, right? Exactly. And so you should always, even if you've landed a new job and you are super busy, you need to take care of your network. 100%. Biggest mistake people make is when they land, they forget about it again. And then they have the same problem that they did before where, oh my gosh, I forgot I should have been doing this all along. Now that doesn't mean you have to have pedal to the metal and be networking all the time, but there's all different ways, you know, when you think about networking. What does it look like? What does it look like when you're, you're busy, you're not really looking, but you're just keeping it alive. What does that kind of networking look like? To me, it's thinking about who are the people who, who are good in the know, people who are current in the area, let's say in your industry or your functional area people you've had solid relationships with for a long time, people who have good networks or people hear about things. That's a good way to start. But how you stay in touch varies. It doesn't all have to be meeting in person or messaging on LinkedIn. It can be an email. It can just engaging with content to stay top of mind. But it could also be meeting someone for that coffee, drink, meal, whatever it is, occasionally. It could be, you know, maybe you're both members of a a professional association and making sure that you reach out when there's an event coming up and saying, hey, it'd be great to catch up. Are you going to this event? It could also be the, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but a phone call. People do still speak on the phone, but, but more, more, I would say more like a Zoom or something like that too, though, where however you kind of stay in touch in the past with them. But if you want to take it to the next level, you could always say, hey, it's been forever since we've seen each other. You want to catch up, you know, something like that. So I think it really varies on the person, how busy they are too. If you know someone's crazy busy and they're constantly either in meetings or traveling or whatever they're doing, then suggesting meeting in person. If you want to do that, maybe you have to plan that for three, four weeks out. But I think it depends on the person and where they are, what they're doing, what their level is. For people who are out flat, they are working crazy hours. How much time should they be setting aside to do this kind of thing? That even though they're working, even though they're new at their job, you just said it was the biggest mistake to leave this stuff behind. What is What kind of time commitment should you be making for yourself, for the networking piece, just the networking piece? How much should I set aside in a given week? That's a really good question. I've never thought about it in terms of time. If you're one of these block thinkers, you're scheduling your calendar, you're writing your list, you're being super hyper-focused, what should you plan on? And maybe it doesn't have to be an exact amount per week, but sort of every few weeks, because each week, maybe you say, all right, I'm going to make sure 
I'm doing, I'm going to be on LinkedIn 30 minutes a week, maybe 15 minutes this day, 15 minutes that day at minimum. And then I'm going to make sure this is if you're like a scheduling person where you want to get it in your calendar and then make sure once a week, maybe at max, if you're super busy and you're just starting your job, this isn't going to be a priority, but you know, it is a priority. What should be networking within your company if you are new. So if you want to kind of lump that all together and say networking of any kind internally or externally, as long as you're doing some, it's something. Yeah. There's all the other forms of communication. I love how important LinkedIn has become in terms of driving networking where everybody's using it, not just for job seekers, but that's not the only form and relying on that as the only form is too late. I see. So, well, let's say you've landed at a job and it's new and somebody reaches out and wants an introduction, but you don't want to give it to them because Mm. you're new in the job, because you don't know the person's skill set properly? What is a good way to not kill that relationship, but not endanger your own reputation? That's a great question. Well, I would say it depends because, which is always my favorite answer, right? It depends. (laughs) But you could, if the person doesn't know how well you know that other person, Mm. you could say, I I don't really know them very well. So I don't feel comfortable making an introduction. It Mm. wouldn't be very effective. You could say that. And if you, and you know, and then if the alternative, but if the person knows you know them well, that's where you could say, you know, something like, well, you could be, you could use my name, you know, and say that I suggested that you reach out. So this way you're not, you know, one, one of the things that is challenging is when you think about personal branding and your brand, if you're making an introduction to someone, you people- You're endorsing that person. Exactly. I was just going to, that's the exact word I was thinking. You're endorsing them. So you got to be careful too and protect yourself as well. You always want to be helpful. That's the other thing too about networking that we should say is it's not just about staying in touch with somebody. It's also, can you be helpful? Can you connect two people together who might know each other? I mean, I personally love doing that when you think about, hey, you should meet so-and-so. That's fun to do. Or maybe right. there's an event you can tell them about or a podcast, wink, wink, <laughs> that they, might, that they well, might enjoy or something or an article, whatever it is, where you can be helpful to people and be a resource where it's not just about communication. Right. And kindness is where necessity ends, right? It takes over from there. And that's where it it makes a difference. Again, going to the etiquette of introductions, when somebody asks for an introduction and you are going to make the introduction, Mm -hmm. you should check with the other person first that they want the introduction or do you send it blind? I think it depends on how well you know the person and why you think they should be meeting right? Mm. If you know it's going to help them business-wise, I don't think you need to ask. If you know that, you know, if someone is saying, I'm looking to get into whatever, you know, industry and and it's somebody who you know really well and you're happy to connect them, you might want to just give that person a heads up that, hey, I'm going to send an intro, you know, and even, and you may want to give them a little background depending. I think sometimes it warrants a heads up, especially if it's job seeker related. If it's business related where, you know, both parties can benefit, I don't think you need to give that heads up. But what I do think you need to do, no matter what the situation is, make a thoughtful introduction. I can't tell you how often people will send an intro and I'll say, well, I don't know why they're introducing me. And then I have to go to try to figure it out where I shouldn't have to do that, where 
with a tiny bit of effort, you could say, hey, I want to introduce you to so-and-so, a tiny bit about them, like a phrase, and then link to their LinkedIn. And you might want to say, depending how you know each other or for how long, something that gives the other person context, Mm -hmm. you can kind of see. So it's, it's, you know, so it's a, it's helpful on both ends and then they can kind of get to the next level and then they both understand why you're making that. Right. Well, because networking and this kind of referring is building network. It's, it's goodwill, it's favor giving, it is building your own network to help other people build theirs. It's solidifying it. But part of that also is about doing it well and not making faux pas. So is there an allowable time frame to get back to people? I probably take it a little to the extreme where I think it's a max of two days. One day is a little bit much to turn around, depending on you might have really busy schedule. Two days beyond three is just not, well, first of all, if you're looking for a job, it should be that same day. Right. If someone's making an introduction for you. And if it's a sort of a hot business lead, if you will, mm. where you know someone is interested in in someone else in your services, same day response, unless of course it's five o'clock or something like that. But right. but I really think within a couple of days max, unless you have, look, if you're out of the office, then hopefully you use an away message. I mean, there always are exceptions to the rule, but a week to respond, so not acceptable. I don't care how busy you are. You can right. have a quick response. If someone has taken time out of their day to make an introduction that can be helpful to you, then you at least need to acknowledge it. Right. And then on the flip side, you need to be thankful for it. And I'm not saying you have to fall all over someone saying, thank you so much. Oh my God. But you should appreciate the introduction, you know, right. and not just acknowledge, but, but also closing the loop. I'm a, I, it, it's a, it's a pet peeve of mine when you introduce two people for whatever reason, and then you hear about some great next step, maybe they're doing business together. Maybe there's a a job opportunity. Maybe there's whatever it is. And nobody told um, you. (laughs) And nobody told you, but you hear it from somebody else. Right. And then you say, they couldn't have just taken two seconds. I mean, I could, I could tell you a few stories. You wouldn't even believe where, you know, connecting someone who gets a job and I hear from the hiring company that, that the person got the job, not the person I made the introduction to tell them about the job, you know, Mm. come on. It's, it's right. And it's very simple. An email, a two second email is all someone needs or a quick message on LinkedIn. Because my feeling is if you don't thank somebody or, or acknowledge for that matter, when it's a job or business opportunity or speaking opportunity or media, you know, anything like that then the chances are, or just a good connection, a really great connection. It doesn't always have to be about a job or business opportunity. It could just be someone great for you to know. Maybe you can refer business to each other, whatever. But if they take forever to respond or they don't say thank you or things like that, you really reduce the chances of that person doing something for you again. Something that I see a lot more of now and it shocks me and irks me, but it's really more shocking than anything. Someone reaches out for whatever reason, or they're contacting you for something, or they're, they've got an ask, or they're interested in your company. And then you respond, and then you get crickets from them. That is such a shocker to me. Well, it's where- funny you should say that a friend of mine who runs a recruiting agency fired one of her clients because they would have urgent, urgent job to fill she would present a candidate a week would go by, no response. And she's like, I can't do this. This is, this isn't, this doesn't work for me. This is not. I am so glad she fired them because Mm -hmm. we talk about that from our perspective in the work that we do with companies and say, you might be a growing company 
and you might be short staffed on the HR side of things and your mandates or whatever you want to call them is to fill these three jobs. So if someone's reaching out to you for one, you can't wait a week to respond to someone. I don't care if there's aggressive timeframes for something else. It's your employer brand. Right. It's crazy. Crazy. And then I really, it really bothers me. Right. It's crazy. Switching gears. We had talked about networking in person. And then we talked about how things changed in the pandemic. So how do you network at a virtual event? How does that work? So I'm going to sound like a broker in record, but LinkedIn's your, your friend on this one. So assuming, let's say you don't know anybody, it's a group, whatever the group is, you want to be, when you're on, you want to be looking some of those folks up to see who they are, see who do you, who do you want to meet and see that commonality. And then you can do one of two things. You can, depending on the kind of setup, maybe you can ch- send a message, a private message to them in the chat, or you can connect with them during and saying, Hey, great to see you either during or after. Great to see you on the whatever event. Would love to set up a time to chat about whatever it is. How um, long do you think you have? Because it isn't an in-person thing. I I right. think that your time frame is shorter. Is oh, I agree a, with you. So how, how short? Is it like within the day or what, yeah. what's your window? It's within yeah, the day. I think it's within the day, maybe the next day, but I would say next morning because people forget. Everybody has the attention span of a net these days. Right, and right. people forget. So let's say you're in an event this time, let's say it's in person. A lot of people actually are not great. They get anxious. They don't know how to do this small talk thing. Any advice on how to, what's the first step you're at the in-person event, especially these young people who haven't necessarily gone to a right. lot of events. What, uh, how does that work? I think there's an extra challenge here because of the pandemic, people forgot, really forgot. Well, right. I mean, this is, yes. So let's, let's remind people, brush off the skill set. What are we doing? I mean, well, first you're making sure to me, it goes back to being old school. Make sure your dress situation appropriate. Try to find out if you can. So you feel comfortable because for most people who don't like to network in person, you got to start with making sure you feel comfortable in your own skin so you're not feeling Mm self-conscious. And I think the easiest way to meet someone is get on a bar line or a food line because you can start small talk immediately. It's the easiest. I mean, I've I've done that myself for as far back as I can remember from networking because it's just an easy way. You're, you're standing, you're doing something in common. Right. And then you, it's idle time. People chit chat. Here's another question. Cards, super old school. How, how do you, what do you hand off? What's the move where you've gone from, well, that chicken looks delicious to who you are and how to get in touch with you? What you don't want to do is, and it's one of my biggest pet peeves of networking in person, where you meet somebody and two seconds later, their card's in your face. And it's like, hang on, buddy. So how- There's a couple different times, but I think the easy is as the conversation is maybe at a lull or winding down, you can say, would love to continue the conversation and let's email, let's set up a time to speak. And then you can, we should exchange information, take out your card. And, and if some, but if that comes up earlier in the conversation and, oh yeah, you have to come to this event, then you can say, well, here's my card and here's my contact information. Right. You know, it, right. it I think it, Depends. It's always good at the end, but it's never good from the very beginning because I haven't decided if, you know, I I can't hold on here. (laughs) Let me, let me process who you are first. And people do that. I think who are out of practice, who are anxious or, you know, you know, we're, we're, or, or nervous, or they haven't just, they just, they're not quite sure what to do. 
if you've made a faux pas, you've made a mistake with somebody, you know, they made an intro and you drop the ball, can you fix it or is it pretty much done for? I think you can fix it if you're genuine and you're honest. You can't say I'm swamped, I'm too busy, which is why you didn't follow up. Mm-hmm. That that I think that that doesn't fly. But I think you can say I I missed this email. I'm really sorry. I really appreciate your reaching out and making this introduction and taking the time and and do something, you know, be genuine, sound genuine. Don't just have that short fluff, I'm swamped, I'm busy, or it was still in my drafts or it went to my junk folder. Sometimes it does happen, but you gotta take you gotta take one step further than that. So I know you really mean it. Right. And and it does happen. None of us are perfect. So number one rule, never not network, right? That's right. That's right. right. Well, thanks so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, my pleasure. We've reached the end of another episode of Up Next. I'd like to close by thanking my production team at Up Next, my friend Rob Naughton, the voice artist who recorded our open, and of course, all of you, the members of our audience. Thank you. I'll be talking to you again next time right here on Up Next.